0: What Adam Henry. Father Jones. Jeff Jarrett. Joe Siddle. TJ Larry, And Holy Mackinac. You're
1: listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what's good? My name is Grace Moore, and happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I love you all for downloading or streaming this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sports radio program and podcast. New episodes of the radio show air every Thursday, live at 1230 p.m., on CJM 99.1 FM and you can hear every episode of the Win city sports podcast on windcitysports.com or wherever podcasts are found we also have a twitter facebook instagram and youtube account we'll talk all about that stuff at the end of the show as we normally do but today of course is february 14th 2019 and it is episode 132 of wind city sports this week on Win City Sports, I'm bringing you a pretty stellar interview in itself with an amazing guest. This week on Win City Sports is the longtime CCH basketball coach, Peter Cusimano, better known as Coach Kuz. Kuz talks about his illustrious coaching career at CCH, his playing career also, he talks about some outstanding athletes that have ran through CCH, including Matt Martin of the New York Islanders and Tyrone Crawford of the Dallas Cowboys. He also talks about coaching with The Express and what he's doing now post-retirement, but he also opens up and answers a lot of questions about the Jonathan Nicola situation. If you recall, about three years ago now, I believe it was 2016, it would have been Kuz's last year, um, Jonathan Nicola from Africa posed as a teenage student here in Windsor, basically, um, to play basketball. He was 30 years old, playing on a basketball team for probably better part of a whole school year and around March 2016 it all blew up or April 2016 as actually Kuz talks about it's all coming back to me now. But yeah, I remember that time and it was hitting mainstream media everywhere. This guy came from Africa and and wanted to play ball and and uh, you know, lied about his age. So Kuz goes through the entire story from start to finish about maybe halfway through the interview. A little bit more than that and it's incredible so that obviously is one of the highlights of the interview but that's not the main focus his career on and off the court has been amazing all of the accomplishments that he has accomplished as a coach uh Weska it goes on and on silver medals gold medals so much that he's done as a coach coached outstanding athletes and it's still doing it still doing some part Uh, in the community, and even coached uh, as an assistant coach last year with the Windsor Express. But before we get into that interview, right now we have to take a moment to talk about our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week via GoLancers.ca. This week from our women's volleyball team, it's Jade Zeberth and from the track and field team, Anthony Atkinson. Jade had a great game for the Lancers this past weekend against the Western Mustangs, where she finished with 10 kills, 13 digs, and 12 points. Meanwhile, Andy had a tremendous showing at the Kerry Hedges Memorial Throws competition at the Dennis Farrell Fieldhouse. He captured gold in the men's weight throw with a personal best of uh, 15.56 meters and followed that up with a bronze on the shot put with another personal best of 14.44. So congratulations to Anthony and Jade on becoming the Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. But now, without further ado, let's get right into the interview with Coach Kuz, Peter Kuzemano. So here, here we at go. CCH High School in the CCH Boardroom with the longtime CCH basketball coach, now retired from teaching and uh, coaching here, at least at CCH, basketball skills expert Peter Cusimano.
0: Well, Thanks for having me here.
1: Absolutely, thanks for joining me. And I want to start things off giving a little shout out to my buddy Doug Dwyer. who reached out to me, uh, found the the podcast, and threw out a bunch of names. One of yours. Yours was one of the names on there, so uh, thank you to him. And we ended up doing this interview now. For okay. um, pre- prepping for it, I was reading stuff about you, and, and I, the reason I mentioned Doug is because he said that you had brought him on to do some volunteer stuff with the team, and that was really, uh, really impactful on him.
0: Uh, he and, was manager for the team for yeah. the years. Reg was with me the six years, so it's funny. You know, I developed a relationship. He texted me last night. He said, "I hope I'm not bothering you." I said, I "No, your family." You know, so. Yeah,
1: he's a great guy. And, yeah. Uh, He had done that stuff in high school, too, and then now, like, he sent me the picture of of you where he's in the background, and I was like, I remember remember this (laughs) from high school, but it translates into my first thing, and uh, reading on your profile there, it it seemed like you were more of a mentor than a coach, or at least maybe that's how you had kind of felt about
0: it. For some kids, yes. Um, We had, uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids that I've coached that didn't have fathers, and... Not that I became their father, but I think I became a father figure for a lot of kids. Sure. Um, and you know, we, every kid needs someone to fill in the gaps. And uh, for a lot of kids, I think I did that. My wife also was very instrumental in a lot of that too. She's a social worker, and um, my a lot of my players would call the house and say, "Coach, can I talk to your wife." You know, like yeah, <laughs> so um, we we you know we try to fill in the gaps for a lot of kids, um, and you develop, develop relationships that are lifelong Uh, I mean there's kids that I coached from way back when that still contact me Um, like Bill Davis his father passed away um, just a few months ago and Bill played for me in 98 Um, and you know we had a big get together with our whole team Uh, we all got together and you know, called up coach. on town. You know, da da. da. And so everybody got together, and it was real nice. So I mean, those are the kinds of moments you live for, right? Yeah,
1: those are the the smaller things make a big difference, right? So that's what I was going to touch upon. You know, building relationships with these guys. It, it yeah. said on the site that you found more pride in, like, you know, seeing them succeed outside of of basketball because you know it, you're growing kids, basically. Yeah. You're, you're teaching them life skills, right?
0: Well, one of the things about teaching is that you never get to see the end product. You work in a factory, and you're building a car, and you see the car get out of the, you know, <laughs> out of, out of the door, <laughs> and you Go. say, oh, I built that car. But here, we don't get to see the end product. So they're leaving as 17, 18-year-olds, and you don't get to see them until much later. Then you see them later, and they're men, and they got families, and you know, that's what it's about, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the end product, but we don't get to see it a lot of times coming out of high school. No, for sure.
1: I, I think about that sometimes, too. Like, do my teachers even remember me? Like, yeah. And uh, my brother uh, just got on as a EA at the school board, and he says he runs into teachers, and he can't believe that they remember him and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Just so those small things make a big difference, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you've crossed paths with a lot of, of great students and athletes as well. Uh, I want to hear some stories, but uh, I want to know... More about you, like even as you had mentioned off uh, before we recording here, you played against Mike berkovich in that infamous series of of uh, basketball here in Windsor. So, tell me more about your story. You know, you're a Windsor guy. Where yeah. you've always been playing and stuff like that. Yeah, I
0: grew up here in Windsor. Um, you know, and back back in the day when I was a young boy, there were no camps, uh, there were no um, you know s- summer stuff. Um, there was no OBA. You know, no travel teams. So if you wanted to play basketball you gotta be fortunate enough to have a really good coach at the elementary school you went to or the high school you went to. So I was very fortunate I had Mike Baleau, uh when I we went to St. Alexander's. And Mike's produced tons of players over the years. Um, and so you know, we he was a coach where uh, we ran cross country and then come in the gym and play basketball. And if we were doing volleyball, we'd do an hour, we get the volleyball nets out, we'd play a little volleyball, put them down, play basketball. <laughs> So he was that kind of guy. So I was very fortunate to have him. Then I went to Brennan, and I played for legendary coach Ron Innocene. Um You know, very fortunate to play for him. So my relationship with Ron spanned. He was my teacher. He was my coach. Then I was assistant coach for him. And then um, he was my department head because I got hired on there. Um, and then he came here to Catholic Central, became vice principal. So we, me and Ron have had a long relationship Um and then, you know, like you mentioned, like I also played with Stan Korsek, uh Mike Berkovich, the, uh Ted um, uh, Ted, what's his name? Uh, Turner Ted Turner. He wrote a um, Bob Turner. i Ted. <laughs> Bob Turner wrote a book on the history of basketball in Windsor, and uh, we had a vote. We had we brought in about thirty coaches, and we had a vote on the on the best players in the city. And the two best players that come out of the city we voted on was number one is Mike Perkovich, and number two is Stan Korosek. Ironically, they played at the same time, same era. They are the same age. Stan was my teammate, and his wife is my... Sorry, my wife is his sister, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they were voted the top two players in the city. And uh, they had some great battles. And so old I was telling you about earlier was uh, the game in 1975, uh, there was a strike in the public school system so they missed about uh, two three weeks of the season and we played low early on in the season and we beat them soundly but they came back at the end of the year and beat us in overtime in the city championship game and as I mentioned Mike Berkovich at the end of that year uh, was a dominant dominant player and early in the year and even the you know he was in grade nine and ten you could you didn't really stand out but uh, he worked hard and he became you know the best player in the city that's mm-hmm. ever produced probably yeah, well,
1: and he went on to Michigan I believe played right? Michigan State yep. He played
0: with uh, Magic Johnson uh, played in the uh, championship teams I think it was 79 79 to played against Larry Bird. He started in that game and, no yeah um, I'm familiar and, with this yeah. yeah it's crazy It's considered one of the right? greatest college yeah. games ever that game with uh, team magic and Bird. That's awesome. And Mike was in that game. That's
1: that's awesome. Like yeah. it's just so cool. But uh, let's go back just a little bit because on your um, profile again, it said that you had been between oh. here, Brennan, and Saint Alexander. But the way that they had uh, wrote it out, I thought maybe there was a Saint Alexander High School. You're talking no, Saint Alexander. No, that was mentioned. elementary school. That's where when I went to. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I grew up. I grew up on Princess there. So oh, anyway, yeah. uh, Mike was my coach. I was very fortunate to have him. I'm still friends with him to this day. Cool. I Pretty just cool. actually left his house not too long ago. Um, and then one, as I mentioned, uh, then, I, um, then I was, when I got hired, I got hired, at, I, I got, I started coaching at Brendan while I was going to university. I was coaching the track team. I was coaching the uh, girls basketball team the first few years. And then I got hired on in 84. I started coaching boys. So I coached, I started coaching in 79. I was coaching track and the girls basketball there.
1: Yeah, so you had a lot of experience right in high school, uh, coaching wise before you actually hired
0: on Right, wow. so that's why they. Hi- I think that's why they hired me because they, they knew me. I've <laughs> coaching in so t- <laughs> graduated <laughs> teachers college, and so they knew me. And yeah, they brought me on. Hey, it's
1: yeah. a lot of times it's about who you know, the connections. Like, yeah. no matter what it be, is
0: coaching, and or if it's your job, whatever it might be. But um, what subjects did you teach? Uh, I taught business. Oh. I was a. I became department head of business here, and I, I also taught co-op. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, we're we're. I know you as coach. Coz or Coos they, they,
0: they call me Coach Coos Coach Coos yeah.
1: and uh, not much about your teaching uh, career I can find <laughs> so I'm like why, why, what t- subject did he teach like, yeah. well, you you know, know, it was,
0: at my retirement um, the athletic director Mike McKittrick he came up and he said you know we could find a picture of Coos in the classroom <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a did joke. you have
1: like a big passion for business or like it just? Uh,
0: well uh, originally I thought I'd become a phys ed teacher and I, I got a phys ed degree then I went back on my bachelor of commerce degree I uh, became a business teacher Yeah, just yeah. something to kind of well I, I, I actually I worked at a bank in Montreal for four years too there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. before so I became you, a teacher
1: yeah and obviously you found much success when you are here with CCH between OFSA, WESCA all the um, gold medals silver medals that you guys have had uh, to kind of reflect on what I was talking about earlier though this is probably not the accomplishments that you think about when you look back on your time with CCH are you thinking more about the students and where they are now, or, yeah. like, you know, it's not about, well, like, I won this and that, right? Well,
0: winning's nice. Of, I gotta course. Say. of I mean, course. I say, yeah. I'd rather win than lose. Yeah, <laughs> and he did and, a lot of it. Yeah, so. <laughs> and winning championships is nice, too, but, yeah. of course, that's not your legacy, you know, because yeah. nobody remembers who won the, you know, who won the championship in this year, but, and no one really asks, but um, it's, it is, it's it's relationships, you know, like, um, you know, I just yesterday i was talking to about a and i talked about michael Mulder, and then i talked about tyrone and i just ran into a kid just now who uh is uh chris koala's cousin he remembers "Are you coach my cousin chris and you know like that's that's the thing that you know that's uh, payoff yeah is Absolutely. that people remember you and uh hopefully remember you in a good way you know mm-hmm. yeah.
1: that's one thing i always like to talk to about with coaches uh, managers whatever it might be is that uh, especially in the recruitment process, you're bringing on a person rather than an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then here it's totally different because these are kids, you know? Yeah. So it's a different kind of aspect depending on what level you're at. But that's something that I always like to kind of hear from, from a person like you.
0: Yeah, And it's not just relationship with kids. I also develop a mm-hmm. relationship with other coaches. So you mentioned Jerry Brumpton earlier. Uh, Jerry and I coached against each other for 25 years. Um, I remember I, I, I can tell you that the first 19 years – I, I did not win a game against Jerry. And I still remember that game at Low Gym. I remember, I, I swear to God, before the game, I was, I was sitting there thinking, you know what? I may never win a game in this gym. <laughs> I may never be, beat this guy. And we finally beat him for the first time. And after the game, Helen came up and was, she was all upset because they lost, his wife. Mm-hmm. And Jerry had to pull her off. Helen, it's okay. Helen, it's okay. Because, <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's the. On the court, you know, me and Jerry, and you know any other coach, you want to win, course, but so. then after the game's over, it's it's over, right? Yeah. yeah. And so she she, she didn't like that, but anyway. <laughs> but, but me and Jerry, and I, and I understood. We had a great yeah. relationship. We coached some all star teams together, and um, yeah, we had a really good relationship. And I res- I respect the hell out of him. Like he was a um, one thing Jerry did was he was also a father figure to all those kids, um, but he put in a lot of time jerry probably put in more time than any of the coach in the history of the city um as far as uh you know opening the gym and keeping kids out of trouble like he did a, he did a phenomenal job there mm-hmm. at Lowe.
1: and he was obviously like you mentioned at low uh, high school so he was cr- coaching berkovich and those guys right when you were playing against them and yeah. then he'd gone on to coach and stuff Kenny
0: smith i mean yeah. Lame, yeah
1: and at the time that we're talking right now um, Obviously, not, probably not even a week after his passing. So I did want to bring that up, and we, we got right into it. So um, it's yeah. awesome to hear things about him. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, he didn't have any children or anything, right? No. That's uh, why it the, seemed like I, the, I, the students were. Uh,
0: well, it, well, he had, uh, he had hundreds of kids. Exactly. He didn't, him and Helen didn't have any children, but they had uh, a lot of kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mentioned the, my friend there that used to work at the WSCU. He would see Jerry at the Express Games, or day of, you know. And you could just see the relationship between them. And then now yeah. that you had brought up Helen, I don't know either of them, but um, seeing them at the, at the arena and stuff translates yeah. just yeah, from yeah. example, just yeah. Spectator, right? But even though you had mentioned uh, Michael Mulder and Tyrone Crawford, some outstanding athletes that have come through CCH, I mean, yeah. that's got to be
0: pretty cool for you, right? Well, yeah. I mean, um, it's I mean, Tyrone alone. Like, yeah, Tyrone, I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes ever to come out of the city. I mean, obviously, people that don't know, he's a star of the Dallas Cowboys, team captain. Um, he's he's the highest-paid pro uh, athlete uh, um, in the NFL, Canadian athlete in the NFL ever. Um, and he was just a great kid. Like, he's just... It's not just that he's a great athlete. Tyrone was just a great kid. Um, you know, he, he had some struggles coming through. He had some learning disabilities that he had to fight through. Uh, so it forced him to go to junior college. Okay. But he did that. He did what he had to do. Um, if you saw the workouts he used to do, he used to come in, he'd be, a, um, he was, you know, a Boise, whatever, and he'd call me up, coach, can come in and, and work out in the gym while you're practicing? So he'd go in the weight room and do his workout, then come up in the gym, and him and Terrence, and I'd watch him, my God, like, the workouts, they were, the amount of work he put in, and and, and I, got, I got to go on one recruiting trip with him to Michigan State when they were recruiting him, and walked in the dressing room. And Tyrone looked around. And said, "Coach, you get me to a place like this, I'll do the rest. I'll, I'll make it," and he did. I mean, think about the odds. How many guys are playing college bas- college football, and get to the NFL? So the odds are slim, but he made it.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially basketball, football from Canada. It's
0: yeah, it's tough. Well, man. that's another thing. that's very unique. Is that he was a, he was a provincial champion in two other sports. Twice uh, we won basketball, gold and silver awesome and, and he was a two-time champion of shot put
1: oh really <laughs> so I don't know
0: how many guys in the NFL that that were provincial that were state champions yeah. in two other sports uh so the funny story was uh Buffalo's coming to recruit them and we're waiting for the Buffalo coach to come in and the guys are playing up and down the gym and as the coach walks in Tyrone goes in, into the key and goes sideways and dunks it on this kid's head <laughs> And the coach looks, goes, "Oh my God!" it's so, you know, being the football coach, we got we got the room set up to show you a film. It was coach. I don't need to see any film. What I just saw, we want him right now. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. And um, it seems like he came from a pretty good good group of people too, like friends wise. Did you know? Uh, do you know Mahari Hagos? I coach Mahari. I yeah. know Mahari. Yeah. So I've had Mahari on the show, and he had mentioned to me, "It's yeah. crazy." The group that came out of, of their yeah. group of friends, yeah, like uh, Rob
0: Pierce, uh, uh, Ziggy. Mahari's cousin Ziggy uh, Nate Crowley uh, there was a, yeah there was a whole group there mm-hmm. that they were all tight and they stayed friends since mm-hmm. then
1: yeah. and what he was telling me is it like because they lived near Glengarry right yeah uh, obviously it's a rough area and for them to come out of that is awesome but there's also Daryl Townstead Dar- Matt Darryl,
0: Martin Daryl's Daryl's cousins with, with Tyrone their first cousins oh, really? yeah Daryl okay. and Tyrone first. yeah Daryl was another great kid yeah I uh, played basketball here um, yeah Matt Martin came out of Catholic Central in the NHL, it's a great, it's insane. It,
1: They're all kind of same age group. Look at them. Yeah, Whatever.
0: Matt Martin. Thankfully, he said to me, Thanks, thankfully, coach, I didn't listen to you. because he <laughs> played basketball in grade <laughs> yeah. nine and ten? And he was a stud athlete. He had yeah. an older brother, Justin, who was a goalie. And I, um, and he never really, you know, he played, I think, he got he played junior eight. Yeah, he did play, junior, yeah. yeah, and so. I was trying to tell Matt, look, it didn't work out for your brother. You should play basketball. And he said, Coach,
1: thank God I didn't listen to you. Yeah. Well, he's got quite the story, too, because he went undrafted, you know, and got onto the thing, And like, yeah. he's a whole other. Yeah, on his that's own. right.
0: Yeah, because he, he was hoping his dad, I remember talking to his dad, they were hoping the Spitfires would pick him up, and they ignored him. Yeah. yeah and he went to I me. Mean.
1: A lot of people just overlooked him. And, was, yep. and I look at him, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like you had mentioned, Tyrone was in multiple. Uh, sports and so were you. You were coaching other sports too. Did you coach him in basketball? or in- No. Yeah, he
0: was league MVP. He was he he was league MVP. We won the gold medal in two thousand and eight with Tyrone, um, and then we got the silver in two thousand nine. And in two thousand eight, um, that year he was league MVP, and and uh, the in the provincial championship game, there was a kid. I can't remember his name. Something. He was about six ten, and. Uh, we so we scouted them it was Fawn uh, Road, and they had another kid that went to North Carolina State. Uh, Alex Johnson plays for uh, London in the C, in the CBL. Um, so he they're a great great team, and so we were playing them in the finals and, and uh, we were game planning. We said, okay, timer, we're going to double team them because he's a, he's a load, six ten, big strong kid, and he scored and he can really score. Coach, I got him. Coach, I got him. I said, no. "So we said, okay, we changed the game plan. Guys, nice. Tyrone's going on on his own. The ball was in the post. Stay with your man. Ty- We're not doubling. Tyrone held him to zero points. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Wow. So he could have been something in basketball, dude. Well, guess, yeah. He, he also play.
0: was on the provincial team. Mm-hmm. The provincial team coach was watching, and he wanted Tyrone to play on the provincial team. And Tyrone said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So the <laughs> the coach... They ended up making a deal. They called the mother. It's okay, here's what we'll do. We'll pay for all this transportation. It was $650. bucks. we will pay you 650 But we want him on a team because they, they needed to play against Robert Sacri from uh, British Columbia. And they figured Tyrone was probably the only guy that could stop him. Wow. So Ontario end up, did end up winning the, the national championship, and Tyrone was the center and played. Again, and and uh, they beat Robert Sacri's team.
1: That's crazy. I'm sure some and plays in the end. Yeah, NBA. that's what I mean. And yeah. I'm sure some Cowboys fans would never imagine <laughs> this is going yeah. on with their. Their guy right yeah, he was a
0: great just a great athlete. yeah, right?
1: yeah. i'm sure you keep in touch yeah. with him he's yeah, yeah. he's around still yeah. that's awesome and um you know i want to talk a little bit about specifically here at cch you're still obviously got to be uh involved a little bit or keeping connections here and still in the sport but is do you miss the cch group a lot or
0: um okay so Retiring, yeah, Um, it's a whole lot of kids don't remember me now, so (laughs) uh, but I've been retired three years, but now I'm running the basketball academy for the school board. Okay, there you go. So, that for me is is, it's like heaven because I get to coach basketball, I don't have to teach in a classroom, um, I, I don't have to do marking, I don't do attendance, I show up, I do the basketball training, and any kid in any of our Catholic schools can come to me. So, I had kids from Holy Names, St. Anne's, Brennan, and Catholic Central. They come in, they get a, they get a phys ed credit. I have a great time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, it's a win-win.
1: That's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so before we get out of the CCH realm of this uh, conversation, at least, because I want to go and you did a little bit oh. with the Express, and then, yeah. uh, I keep looking at your shirt. I want to know what reaches oh. is and stuff okay, like so that. But before we okay. get to that, all of that, um, as we were talking before, I'm not even sure of his last name. but you going to touch upon the John situation at all? Since oh, well, Jonathan. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, well, how did that kind of fall out for you? I guess. Like, yeah.
0: Well. Um, so what happened was, I have a friend who's a, a NBA scout with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and his mother was the Canadian ambassador to Tanzania. So he went to school in Africa, went to high school in Africa, and one of his uh, players he went to high school with, ended up going to Cleveland State, and he's a Sudanese kid whose dad is the foreign affairs uh, minister for South Sudan. So they were friends. So now it's years later, and this guy, Sudanese guy, calls up my friend and says, I got these seven-footers here. I'd like to see if I can get them out, da-da-da. He says, okay, I got a friend who I know is a real good coach. So he calls me up and he goes, I'd like that was a seven-footer. I said, what are you talking <laughs> about? I said, I'm a high school coach. You don't say that to me, right? So anyway, we... we he put me in contact with, this, with uh, this guy in Africa, and we talked. And he wanted to send me a, a lot of kids. And I said, how about we start with one and see how it works? So he sent me Jonathan. And then what we didn't know was uh, Jonathan, uh, years before, had applied to go to the United States as um, a refugee. And he, he had put, we got false uh, fake, fake ID and made himself older. And then seven years later, he went to Kenya to apply to go to the United States to go to a school in in, Cal- in Florida, he made himself younger. There was a group, uh, I'm not going to mention the, co- the corporation that sponsored this. They tried to get a bunch of guys, um, they took a busload of guys to Kenya from Sudan, and he was one of them. Uh, I know this because my wife and I were investigated, and the U.S. US Embassy uh, investigator came to our house and they explained this, all this to us. So. Anyway, two of the kids off that bus were declined, and one was Jonathan, because he had applied earlier. So anyway, so he, so he applied to come to Canada now through this guy Ding. He got through. Uh, when he arrived, he looked older. We questioned it. He had real passport. He had a real birth certificate, and he had immunization records. So the school board so we got to take him to the you know Canadian border services let yeah, him in. Yeah. So we got to take him. So when I. I took him to the embassy in Toronto to try and get him to get a U.S. visa, so because we play a lot of games in the states. And right away they flagged them, but I didn't didn't tell me this. And they brought us back, they separated us, and they started grilling me. And I thought, okay, something's wrong. I had something, you know, really, uh, really, yeah, good, something's yeah. wrong. But they didn't tell me what it was. They kept saying, we think his ID, da da da. Then in April it all blew up, and. That's what we knew, found out the truth. And that's what we found out that they knew in December what was really going on, but they were investigating the whole situation, and they blew it up in April. So, oh, I so asked they them what, took
1: you guys crossing the border for that? No, way. no, we never – no, that's or, not or true. Attempting,
0: no. No. The Winter Star said that, but that is not true. Oh. How they caught us was when we – I took him to the U.S. Embassy in Toronto, and they fingerprinted him, they knew instantly who he was. That's how they knew who he was, because he had two previous applications in the United States – Jonathan didn't clue in that all the, the the embassy in Syria, the embassy in Kenya, and the embassy in Toronto all have the same database. Yeah, and they're all so yeah. as soon as they finger the lady told me as soon as they put his thumb down that fingerprint, we knew exactly who he was. We were they were trying to figure out how did he get into Canada, and how did he get in with me, how did he get end up here with me? And the and the and the Canadian border services told him if you had come here to go to Saint college or university, we'd have no problem. We can't have somebody your age yeah, in a high school. Of, of course, <laughs> of course. So that was, and so that was the whole issue. Was he was in a high school? You know, you know. Luckily, he was yeah. a, he was a nice, he was a gentleman, and
1: yeah, you know, but it, it, he didn't it, cause any problems. Yeah, right. exactly. But
0: exactly. you know, I looked like a you know horse's ass because of it.
1: You know. Of course, yeah. There's something else on there I wanted to bring up that the the Windsor Star had. Uh, implied that he wasn't aware of his own age or something, which obviously well, is, that is it's, true. Or? It's
0: true to a point. So like, he didn't know his exact age, but he knew approximately how old he was. Mm-hmm.
1: But he knew he was older than...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he knew he was older. Than what... Yeah, yeah, but he didn't know his exact... And that <laughs> happens to... Like I talk here at Catholic Central. So what happens is a kid is born. They're not born in a hospital. When the mother wants to take him to school, they go to the village chief and say, okay, hey, he wants to go to school. Okay, what, uh, when was he born? Five years ago. So they put January 1st, here's the year. The mother takes them to the school, and they start, and so that's why a lot of these kids don't have don't have the ID, so they get ID later. So they take them to the school and say, "Here's his birthday," and that's how it all starts for all these kids. It's not like here you're born in a hospital; and it's recorded. It's you know.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's I understand that. Like obviously, yeah. we don't know the exact. So he didn't know the
0: exact age. Yeah, like, but you know, I mean, there's the, like, there's the like the a exact day, gap in there. But he knew <laughs> yeah. within a year how old he was okay,
1: and. Um, The other thing that you had even mentioned, like, he shows up, he looks older, but since he has all the
0: paperwork, you know. Well, not only that, what happened was um, when he arrived, uh, Greg's, the the guy who was the NBA scout, um, his father passed away a couple days before this. So they're having a funeral, and of course, because his mother was ambassador to Tanzania, a lot of Africans came over to the funeral. And I called Greg up. I said, Greg, he looks older. So he called me back the next day, and he said, you know uh, I was talking to these people at the funeral, and they were saying that it's not... It's not the exact words, of, it's not unlikely for a kid to look 30 years old in a Sudanese high school because of the sun and because of this, it's a shithole country and, you know, da-da-da. So, you know, I, I looked at some of the Sudanese kids that we had here, um, especially the parents, how much older they looked. So I kind of, you know, dismissed yeah. it, but...
1: Yeah, because, um, I mean, for the most part, like, everything... it it does make sense. Yeah. But the things that I looked at was how does he not, again, a couple years difference, but 15 year gap in there. Like he's got to know. And did not, is no one like cluing in around the school? That's when it happened. That's why I was like. Those were my two questions. Yeah.
0: And I, and so the, I asked when, when the shit at the fan, I asked the people, at the board, us cause they came in and investigated them too. Of course. So yeah. they have no right to say no to them. So imagine a the backlash they would have got if they told an African kid, you're not going to school here. And he had all the ID the Canadian Board of Services once they accept that student the, the board office can't say no we're not taking them they have to take them we have I mean we have ESL kids all over the place and we don't know the exact ages yeah. actually after that happened one of my students from v- a Vietnamese kid it, uh, he said sir you know I don't have I don't let you know my ages and my age either my parents went got me uh, fake ID but it cost him like 50 bucks. It's real ID, government ID, but it costs us 50 bucks. You just bribe somebody at the at the office in their countries and they get ID. So, Yeah. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it really is crazy since then that he went back, right? Or, no, no. He's, or I, he I think he's in Alberta right now. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, man. It's
0: yeah, they didn't crazy. send him back. He, he didn't do anything illegal. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a criminal case. It was just the fact that he was in high school. And then because no, he played basketball... It. He's high profile yeah. you know
1: yeah and it flags the whole investigation yeah investigation even more right well that is some good time but that was that was <laughs> I, I don't i wasn't going to yeah. say and it's that that was my must. last year teaching too oh that's the case. Yeah. that's the thing cuz like we were talking before and then what, researching today i see the picture and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. you or, uh, retired retired 2016 so i'm like
0: oh i wonder if he was there or not yeah, i was there so what happened was i was going to um, i was going to retire the year before but we were hosting the Ontario Championships that year so I thought, you know, I'll hang on one more year. And then uh, that's summer. That's when my buddy called me up and, you know. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> like a domino effect. Almost.
1: Well, anyway, to transition to somewhere else now, because yeah. you did do some, some coaching with our Windsor Express at a, yeah. a higher year. level. And last year you and uh, Reg Hart, I believe, is yeah. uh, Doug's stepdad. Uh, uh, what was that experience like for you?
0: It was great. Um, I got to learn a lot. And um, so in high school... There's a, a lot of things, not everything, but the games are similar in that the X and O's are the same, you know, things like that. The one thing um, you can't do at the pro level, you can do in high school, is like for example, a lot of switching on defense. Because here in high school, you're switching the guard and a forward. It's a six-one kid and a six-three kid. There, it's a it's a six-one kid and a you know six-eleven kid. So you can't do switching. So you you design things to force switches uh, and mismatches. Um, the scouting, the amount of scouting they do, I would, I would do the game film and do scouting reports. I'd be up to two o'clock in the morning getting these done. Um, like, you know, at high school level, we get a scout. I do a scouting report It's one page and maybe, and then a a little bit of film at playoff time, you know, we're there, every game has to be scouted and every game is done thoroughly, you know, They're, they're out of bounds plays, they're, they're, they're quick hitters and all that stuff. So, um, I really liked that. I learned a lot. Coach Jones is a great coach. Yeah, he's he's. I I mean, I, I can't give him enough applaud of odds about how good of a coach he is. Um, so I learned a lot from him. Um, he really owns that dressing room. He does a great job in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was a great experience for me. But I'm getting older and traveling out east. Uh, yeah, <laughs> tra- we'll travel. Today. It's it's a lot of travel. Yeah. It's a, I never realized. How much traveling wears on you? You know, you're thinking about these NBA guys and they travel. They get their own private jets, but I mean, <laughs> it, it really wears on you all the travel. No, you know, definitely. I never realized until I started coaching with them, you know, how much traveling wears on you. No,
1: for sure. And like we were talking earlier, you got a good with the gig you got going on here. So you know.
0: yeah, and and so this year I just do the home games. I do the stats for them. Oh, you like still with, yeah. still involved with them? Yeah, and and I mean, I. I like, um good relationship with Dartus. I'm gonna do their i am I'm gonna do their spring camp, uh March their March camp. You know, they asked me, Can you come back and do that? Sure. You know, I like awesome. that stuff.
1: Yeah. It's great. It's good that you're getting called to do this stuff, I'm sure. Um but Doug, I touched upon your relationship or friendship with Reg. I guess they didn't always start as a friendship.
0: Well, I knew Reg as a player. He played out oh, low okay. and Reg had a real mean streak in him as a player. He was he was not the guy that guys messed around with. He was on the court. He was, he was there for. He wasn't there to score. He was there to put a beat on people. I, mean, I, I mean, that's not true. But I mean, he never really hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was that tough guy, you know, on the court and never backed down. And he was a tough-nosed player. And I really respect him as a player. Um, he wasn't the most skilled guy, but he, you know, he did a great job for Coach Bunton. And then uh, he coached at Lowe. Then he went to coach at uh, Herman. And we had some great battles. He had uh, the one team with, uh, well, all those kids played Core City with me. RJ and Terry and Chris Robocumba, they all played in my program. So I knew all those kids, and I loved them. They're great kids. And Reg coached them, and we had, some, we had a really good team too. We had Kate Beal and uh, Javon Langlois. And so all our kids were friends because they played in the summer. So it was a real battle when we played. Um, so I'm not going to say we were enemies. We were never enemies, but you know, on the court, yeah, we wanted to beat each other. You know, and then um, some stuff happened to Herman, and he got he got ousted. And he asked, "Can I come here?" And absolutely. And we had a great relationship. And um, so I had two ex-low players, Gary Nolan and Reg, as my assistants. You know, and, uh, Gary's six eight, and Reg is six four. So if there was ever any fight, I was a <laughs> I was a, I was gonna be well hands. protected.
1: That's going <laughs> awesome. to cool. t- touched upon um, you guys coaching against each other and the battles you would get in there. And like, I didn't realize how further back it went too it's yeah it's pretty cool it's just, you know two guys kind of rising up the same ranks across from each other yeah but i want to jump into uh about two years ago 2017 you're inducted to the windsor essex sports hall of fame i'm sure that was pretty cool for you
0: well so i never uh, when you get into coaching you never think of something like that mm-hmm. you know that's not why you get in um it's a, i mean anytime you're recognized it's a great honor anytime you're interviewed like this it's a great honor It's very humbling for me when I look at all the great athletes and coaches in the Windsor Essex County Sports Hall of Fame, and I'm included. It's it's humbling. There's there's coaches. I I used to go to Chuck Smith's office, and I'd see the names, and I know most of those guys. You know, and you know Teddy Collins, and you know I'd see, yeah, like you know, and I know these guys. So now I'm Chris McCaffrey, and you know um, Godfrey Janice, and I'm included with these guys now. You know, so. Yeah. It's a real honor. Yeah, yeah and our history is
1: Absolutely. deep. The sports history in Windsor is very deep. So, yeah. to be involved in that, or associated and then, with it, and, and then I, I
0: know there's some coaches that are out there that probably deserve again, like Jack Hool at Assumption, won some losses, and he was a great coach. Uh, Ron Innocenti's a great coach, and there's there's a lot of great coaches in the city, and then get in, and I got in, so I'm I'm you know humbled. Absolutely.
1: So to wrap it up, let's talk about. Whatever else you might be involved in, like like I said, I keep looking at Reach on your shirt. Well, Are you still doing the Core City hoops or anything? No, uh, I gave
0: that up. Um, I turned that over to one of my friends. Uh, Reach is a program out of Detroit, uh, so they're part of the secret success we had here at Catholic Central. Um, Reach was started by Virgil Phillips in Detroit. Virgil's son is Rashad Phillips, played at the University of Detroit, big star. So we 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 met up, and he says, "I got this program called Reach," and I was talking about Core City. So I came up with this this idea where I would pay his transportation and feed all his kids and they would come over here play against our kids for two weeks. and he brought over some good players and um, to the point of like I the first the first day we played, all the games we, played, we had different age groups and all our age groups they were beating us like 80 to two, 80 to four you know and so the first time Verge is like, we'll take the press off. no I said, that's not what we brought you over. You need to beat the crap out of my guys. They need to get better. So, by the end of the week, you know, they were being us 80 to 40, you know. And then, two, three years. We did this every summer. After two, three years, we were playing with them. But they taught us how to play faster, play tougher. Because um, these, these are, these are inter- like, a lot of these guys that came over, uh, end up playing at University of Michigan, Michigan State, and were, were D1 players and, and they were in grade 7, 8 at the time. So that was part of our success was our kids now were being exposed to uh, talent levels that we would never see in this province. And so um, Marcus Webster took over reach and we stayed good friends and that was a shirt he gave me. That's why I was just wearing Reach. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so he gave me the shirt. We go to baseball games together in the summer. And, gotcha. And uh, we stayed stayed good friends. Um, so part of our success here was because of things like that that we did that, um, you know, other schools probably didn't have the opportunity to do. Yeah, that's an amazing way to strengthen the system. Yeah, like our, our kids for two weeks every summer uh, were playing at a level that you just couldn't get here, right? So now we go play against Ontario teams we had already played a faster level, you know, and, and played against tougher kids, right? Well,
1: that's amazing, man. Um, this has been awesome. It's been a great conversation. But um, I guess if anyone hears this, if you're at the high school level and you're in basketball, how can they kind of come out and
0: get involved with you? Or is it all through the, te- the um, school teams? Well, or- first off, if they're at a Catholic school, then they can join up for the um, basketball academy, and they would get trained by me every morning and get a phys ed credit out of it. Uh, I do have coaches that call me up and say, "Can you come do a session?" So, like tonight, I'm going to do the Valiance girls. Oh, cool. uh, I do a session. I, had River, I did Riverside. Um, you know, I had some great schools that call me up. Um, you know, Roseland and Mac the Conception that call me up. Coach, come do a session. Yeah, I love that. So, I you know, uh, I have I, uh, Reg is at Massey. Call me up. Can you coach, come do a okay. session. You know, so. I just do that now you know um, I don't charge I don't want money <laughs> you know if uh, there's any coaches out there you want me to come to a session you know get a hold of me and I love doing that
1: that's awesome man that's what it's all about it's yeah it's kind not of giving back and just doing yeah. your
0: thing yeah it's all, like, one of the lines people my, my players would ask me coach why do you do this because I, I, I put a lot of time on like weekends and taking kids and feeding them stuff so I said because someone did it for me you know so now I give back. And I said, if you guys, when you guys have the opportunity to give back, do it. It's
1: a strong message, man. It makes a big difference, you know. So yeah. thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Well, thanks this for having me here. Fantastic. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Coach Kuz, Peter Cusimano on Wind City Sports. What now? it's Standing conversation I had with him And what a stellar guy he is Straight up class act uh, As mentioned on the podcast My buddy had mentioned to me that I should interview him And he had so many good things To say about Kuz And that wasn't even my intentions Of why I would want to interview him And uh, honestly to God Neither was the, the Jonathan Nicola situation Just thought hey this is a guy from Windsor He's been coaching CCH forever Let's give him Let's give him the recognition that he deserves. Let's was, was give him a podcast. And when I walked into the room, he—I can't remember exactly what he said—but he brought it up, and I said, "You know, it wasn't my—I'm not planning on bringing it up." And he said, "I got nothing to hide. Um, why not?" So I had to bring it up somehow. That's why it was just kind of out of nowhere. I was like, "All right, let's talk about John." But yeah, what what a great guy! He invited me down to CCH uh, as we were trying to figure out where and when to do the podcast, and he invited me into his former high school which, you know, it's not something, it's not normal. I haven't been to a high school in a long time. It's kind of weird walking in there, but um, it was cool. It was really cool that he set that up, and what an interview it was. Thank you so much, Coos, if you're hearing this. But now, we're going to take the time to break down a little bit of local sports news, including some Lancers basketball. The women's team got back on the winning side, while the men's team dropped its sixth straight OUA basketball game, this past Sunday in London against the Western Mustangs. In the women's game, Niamh Tenney came off the bench to lead the Lancers with 20 points in a 77-39 win over the Mustangs. Senior Carly Steer added 18 points for the Lancers, who have won 8 of their last 9 games. In the men's game, the Lancers got 20 points and 12 rebounds from freshman Thomas Kennedy and a 102-63 loss to Western. Chris Polaniato added 11 points, and Owen Henderson chipped in with 10 points for Windsor. Both teams will host the Algoma Thunderbirds at the St. Dennis Center tomorrow night. Some more Lancers upcoming events and news. Tonight, the men's hockey team kicks off the playoffs with their first of potentially three games with the Guelph Griffins on the road. The first round is best of three. Game two will be at South Windsor Arena Saturday at 730 then if necessary, they'll be going back to Guelph on Sunday. Curling is back in action tonight with three matchups against three different teams in Waterloo and continues the same trend tomorrow and Sunday. Or Saturday, sorry. Uh, women's hockey will host the Western Mustangs at South Windsor Arena on Saturday at 4 PM, just before the men's playoff game. Both volleyball teams will be in North Bay on Saturday. And the track and field team will be at the Hillside Tune Up in Hillsdale, Michigan. See goalanswers.ca for times and tickets for all of our home games and upcoming events. Our Windsor Spitfires. First off, Mikey DiPietro started his first NHL game on Tuesday, although it was a doozy 7 2 loss for the Canucks. Can't take that moment away from the kid, so congratulations to him, but the Spits are still struggling. Uh, Two overtime losses in three games last weekend, Um, so at least they picked up two points there. Last I checked, they were sitting in eighth just by three points ahead of, I can't remember who, Um, but if the season had ended then, they would have made a playoff spot. So tonight they begin their home-and-home with the Sarnia Sting at the WFCU Center at 7 p.m. They'll be in Sarnia tomorrow and back home on Monday afternoon for a family day matchup against the Owen Sound. And our Windsor Express have been keeping things rolling. Their next game is Friday night, and tomorrow night actually in St. John's, as they battle the edge. They rematch in St. John's on Sunday afternoon. They'll welcome St. John's to the WFCU Center following their trip out there on Wednesday. But it looks like that's going to be all for this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Demore. And we are here every Thursday with new episodes on the podcast, which are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. More simply, you can go to wincitysports.com and be able to listen on there. You can listen to every episode on there, watch some cool videos, and keep caught up with what's going on with Wind City Sports. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube page, so give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be, by simply searching WinCity Sports or our handle at WinCity_Sports. underscore sports. We'll be back here on the podcast and on the radio show on CGM FM next Thursday. So until then, smell you later.